some new technology that's out there. And if you ride in with buddies and let's say you're hunting in some larger land or some public land or something, uh, you and your, your buddy can link GPS and it'll always show you where they are. And then we also talk about the safety factor of that. If something were to happen, you know where they are at that point. Well, you know, this is, I tell you, Micah and Nate, who we just had on last week yeah. um, from the uh, Missouri Woods and Water, they go to Colorado and they do uh, elk hunting and that on public land and they take their ATVs. This sounds like that's something right up their alley. Oh, absolutely. And oh. this is just kind of freaking me out. Yeah, we're both looking yeah. at it. You can't see us, Mike, but we're both looking at each other like with our jaws dropped. <laughs> I mean, because this is just <laughs> new technology. Who would have thought? Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up in my Hornady Ammunition presents American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. And again this week, it's just going to be his friends. I'm the Redbone Mike Grace, and Wayne Locke joins me here in the uh, in the Redbone Studios. And uh, Wayne, uh, we got to get Alex back on the show soon, but he's still out of pocket. Yeah, he's still in Colorado right now, working away, and uh, he'll be coming back. I think in. Uh Two weeks. He'll be he'll be he'll be two back weeks. in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, we got a big show for you today, folks. If you have uh, uh, UTVs or side by sides or ATVs, you want to make sure you listen to the program today because we're going to tell you how to start getting those things out of storage if you ever did put them away and, and how to get ready for spring. And you know, just here a month or so ago, we put them away, and and we'll go through some of that too. We have uh, Mike Mueller. On. Mike Mueller going to be correct. with us on yep. the show today, um, and and we'll talk about some other stuff too. Uh, Wayne, the big news this week in the outdoor industry has been Bass Pro Shop. Surprise, surprise. Seems like every time something big happens, it's Bass Pro Shop that is getting it done. Yeah, they seem to lead the way. <laughs> and, and, and as they should, and as they should. And uh, Bass Pro Shop has decided that they're going to award a $1 million first place prize in an upcoming amateur bass fishing tournament. Sign me up. Folks, you heard that right. A $1 million first place prize in an amateur bass fishing tournament. So just let me le- read you this news release because this is amazing uh, what they're going to do. All right. Uh, bass Pro Shop founder Johnny Morris announced this week the Bass Pro Shop's U.S. Open National Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship with a total guaranteed purse, the value of $4.3 million. The national championship team will win $1 million in cash. It is the largest cash payout of any single freshwater fishing tournament in history. Wow. All right. You can build your own team with a fishing buddy or family member. Registration is open exclusively for amateur anglers, creating a thrilling opportunity for families and friends from all walks of life to compete together on the water. And of course, and, and Johnny, you know, such a visionary. And the reason he's doing this is to help grow the sport. Sure. Uh, they're going to have regional and international qualifier events. Uh, this term is going to feature division payouts for youth, family teams, all female teams, veterans, and more. Additional prizes will be offered for the biggest bass and other categories that add to the collective excitement. Johnny is awarding one lucky junior angler, age 11 to 18. A two hundred and fifty thousand dollars scholarship toward a conservation-related area of study. That's that is awesome. Events will offer fun for the whole family with activities and entertainment. Now, finish in the top forty at one of the eight regional qualifier events hosted around the country. 
accommodating a grand total of 4,700 anglers. Each regional qualifying event will be open to uh, 250 two-person teams. Regional qualifiers will take place at some of the best bass fishing locations in the country while offering up plenty of fun. Arkansas and Missouri will both be hosting qualifying tournaments. Uh, in Arkansas, uh, there will be a last-chance qualifier on Bull Shoals Lake, November 17th of this year, culminating in the grand championship finale for those that qualify on Table Rock Lake, November 19th, excuse me, November 19th of 2021. Folks, you can go to BassProShop.com and get more information, get entry information. I guess the thing to remember here, Wayne, is you have got to be one of the 250 teams in one of the regional tournaments. To, to advance to the next, yeah, advance, the next thing, yeah, right? Yeah. You know who's going to, you know who I bet's going to be entered in? I can guarantee they're going to be entered in it. Who's That's that? uh, Haley and Savannah. Uh, could be. The, the well, two it, girls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I mean, any amateur. Now, if you've ever fished professionally, you can't fish it. Right. Uh, but if you're an amateur, you get a chance to compete, maybe ultimately win a million dollars in cash. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, so thank you to... Uh, Time to wet a line. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks to Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shop. And, and again, go to BassProShop.com. I'm sure that they are working now getting a website up to get all the pertinent information, how to register, what registration fees, right. if they're going to be any. And I don't, I haven't heard anything that there's even going to be a registration fee. Hmm. You just got to be one of the top 250 to get entered. And like you said, I mean, this guy definitely is truly a visionary of the sport and, and how he's trying to move everything forward. Yeah. Getting the youth involved, getting families involved, veterans involved, veterans yeah. involved. I mean, right. Just, uh, yeah. And, and of course the Johnny's got a great team. I happen to know a member of Johnny's team and he's from right here in Thayer originally. And, uh, now that's Jerry Martin. And of course, a good friend of Alex Rutledge's. Right. And I know Johnny Morris a little bit. I've met him on several different occasions at different events over the years. So, uh, we're going to go to work and we're going to try and get either Johnny Morris or, uh, Jerry Martin on the phone to talk about this event. And well, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of the buzz of the outdoor industry right now because there's not much else going on. Right. Uh, so this is kind of the buzz. And, and I think that's, you know, kind of where Johnny is coming from. There needed to be some excitement for the outdoor industry after the year that we've just encountered. Well, plus with everything being shut down this year, all yeah, your different, yeah, you're going to, they there need something no, to get. Know, there have been very few fishing yeah. tournaments, uh, uh, all the big shows. You know, have been, you know, were canceled. All canceled again, right. And going to be canceled. Most of them again. They had the ATA show a couple weeks ago, but it was all virtual. Right. Just went online. And WTF and will be virtual, yeah, too. And just, yeah. Which should be coming up here. Uh, what uh, should have been uh, just this, what, in the next week or so? Correct. Next yeah. week, I believe. Yeah. So it would have been. Uh, it's always the week of Valentine's, I believe. Yeah. 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 Right, right there close. All right. So, folks, there you go. Again, BassProShop.com, where you can go to get more information about the uh, Bass Pro Shops. What are they calling it? They're calling it the Bass Pro Shops U.S. Open National Bass Fishing Amateur Team Championship with a total guaranteed purse valued at $4.3 million. Do you happen to know when the first tournament is? No, I do not. Okay. I I do not, and um, and I've just got this information here. And that might not even have been um, established yet. But uh, go to BassProShop.com, and I bet there's all kinds of information. Yeah, I definitely want to follow that and Keep everybody advised of what's going on with that. I want to go fish in it. Man, you ain't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but I need to buy a boat. <laughs> I need to buy a fishing license this year. <laughs> yeah, and a fishing license. Uh, and, of course, all the rules of you know regular bass fishing tournament, I'm sure, will, right. be, will be followed. So uh, catch up on that. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, just how exciting is that? That is just pretty cool. I want to just go to the, the it'd be fun to go to the weigh-in, you know. Oh yeah, it'd be fun just to be there. Right. Yeah. Hey, we should think about uh, broadcasting from well, there. Exactly. Now there's exactly. something we need to look at. We need to go there and do a show from the weigh-in. So right. One of those yeah, do a live show from the weigh-in. That Maybe the be... one down on Bull Shoals. Yeah, that's not that far at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. I bet, we now. Do, I bet we can work that out. We're already making plans. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to be talking ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides on the uh, program today. And, of course, um, Wayne people are starting to get excited about turkey season. That's really the next major event in the outdoor industry. And um, out around my house, I am seeing zero turkeys. I have not seen one yet either. Not one turkey in the last, I bet you, 30 days. That does not bid well for no. upcoming turkey season. Nope. Which, uh, usually, yeah, because yeah, usually in the fields over by me, I see turkeys, you know, wandering through every now and then mm-hmm. throughout the day and that, but mm-hmm. I have not seen one turkey at all in the last 30 days. Yeah, that's not good. All right, so we need to go to our first break of the day. Uh, Mike Mueller is going to be joining us here, and he's from... He's actually right here from Missouri, but he works at uh, Four City uh, Power Sports in Arkansas. There you go. He'll be coming up right after this timeout on the American Roots Outdoors radio show with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Waddell with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use Wise Eye. Wise Eye Technology presents American Roots with Alex Rutledge. This is Wayne Logg. I got Mike Grace in the studio here with me. And on the phone, we have Mike Mueller, who is the dealership director for Four City Power Sports. And uh, Mike has been a guest with us before, just uh, about a month ago, I want to say, a month and a half ago, and uh, gave us some uh, great tips and stuff on ATV care and stuff like that. Well, he's here to return, and we're going to talk about getting your ATV, your UTV and that, what to do with it while it's in storage, and how to get ready for the spring uh, turkey hunting. And uh, he also has some other things he wants to bring up, too, about it. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's the weather uh, down in Forest City, Arkansas? Uh, just a hair warmer, but not much than what you guys got up there. Uh, I was up there for the weekend, and, uh, you know, there's some days you, you look forward to going home, but, uh, you know, I don't mind the, the cold weather, so it was kind of neat to go home to a little bit of the, a little bit of the cooler weather, but uh, we're not that far south, but it's amazing how uh, two, two and a half hours can change yeah. <laughs> so dramatically. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially when you're headed south. You know, you know the Groundhog, you know, Groundhog Day was on Tuesday this week. Right. And, and I was not happy with the results. You know, Punxsutawney Phil, he saw his shadow, went back into the hole. So I was hoping that there would be some more votes come in over the middle of the night, but it, but it didn't happen. <laughs> 
Oh, I guess man. we got to reach out to, to get our votes from somewhere else now, huh? He didn't, he didn't find a briefcase full of votes. To bring yeah, out. yeah. Oh, so geez. we we won't elaborate on that anymore. All right. So, uh, uh, Wayne, I, I know you've been you've been talking with Mike about what the, the subject is for today. So let's just get right into this. Yeah, Mike. Uh, you know what do you what do you got going on as far as uh, let's talk about the dealership first. You got anything going on down there? Uh, yeah, we've made some uh, fantastic strides at the dealership. If uh, anybody is out there and looking for uh, just those kind of products that, you know, I, li- I like to stay with, with the hunting theme and, and what we got going on. There's been some really uh, dramatic changes when it comes to the accessories that you can do as far as the hunting world, which we can get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the dealership itself, you know, now offering uh, Honda, Can-Am, and now Polaris. We just picked up Polaris as a new product line, and that's going to really uh, expand, you know, the uh, hunting options for some people, which uh, which I'll get into here a little later as well. Uh, Polaris offers something that a lot of the other products doesn't. And uh, when, it, when it comes to the hunting scene, I, I, I'll like to blend how the your ATV or side-by-side uh, can actually benefit your hunt uh, when it comes to some of the new accessories that's out there. Yeah, and I was down uh, just down there a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things that impressed me the most is, A, your inventory. Uh, and when I was in that back lot there, you were showing me around. But the other thing that I found unique, um, uh, Mike, that I had not seen anywhere else, any other dealership I've been to, is the amount of work bays that they have. If you bring your vehicle in to get fixed, it's not like it's got two work bays and a few guys that are just, you know, trying to get all these uh, units out and they're piling up. And that, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but you have 12 bays, correct? Yeah, 12 bays and none of them stay empty. So, uh, we like to, we like to pride ourselves a little bit as a dealership and we know the hurdles that customers go through when they drop off a unit and, and, they they need something that seems relatively quick to do, uh, but it but it may take, uh, you know, this may sound like an exaggeratory number or a number that's exaggerated, however you want to say that, uh, but it's really not. We hear stories of of a lot of dealers saying it takes uh, a month to get their bike back, and in some cases two or three, or even several weeks, um, and so we just we went a different direction here. We have hired uh, staff. That is well trained, uh, and in in today's world of the power sports, you know it's just like the automotive side. If you got if you got guys in there that aren't trained and uh, don't have the certification on what they're working on, it's just going to put your customer in a in a worse position in the long run. And so what we've done is uh, we've been able to really train up our techs, get them to that to that level where they're not going to they're not going to replace parts that they don't need to. Uh, because, you know, when you got a trained individual, he's going to be bench testing parts. He's going to be doing ohms or resistance tests on things where other dealers, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of great dealers out there, so that's that's not what I want to do. Just, I just want to say what, what puts us ahead a little bit right now is our turnaround time is just uh, second to none, where where we have that much staff to turn to get your unit in, get it diagnosed, and get it back, back in your hands in the quickest amount of time. Yeah, and you know, Mike, I've heard that 
that particular scenario. So many times when people say, well, I'm having trouble with my four-wheeler, and say, well, take it and get it fixed. Well, it, it still runs. It just doesn't run right, and i I got to have it. I can't afford to leave it at a dealership for two or three months for them to get around and get it fixed. So y'all are trying to alleviate that stress from the hunter or the rancher or whoever else owns, uh, whether it be a four-wheeler, UTV, side-by-side, whatever. I think that's a tremendous, tremendous advantage. Yeah, I think one of the greatest aspects that we like to look at down here is that, um, you know, when any conservation, whether it be Arkansas Conservation, Missouri Department of Conservation, those dates don't change. Right. And so if you're coming up on a hunt and you, you work on the road, let's say, and you're out there uh, and, you know, come October 15th or whatever, that, that day's not going to change. So what what can we do to, to meet that expectation so that you can enjoy the hunt? Um, you You may have a problem a week before. And so mm-hmm. if, if that problem occurs, we, we like to really jump in there. Uh, not only that, we like to look at the agriculture side of it, too, because we think that sure. uh, plays a vital role in uh, that nothing is, nothing is worse than a, a farmer that's down. And, and uh, we know that, you know, if, if they're dependent on their side-by-side or four-wheeler, then we like them, we like to know that we're taking care of them, that, that we're getting them out in, in the quickest amount of time uh, so that there ain't money lost. And, and we all know if there's money lost, you know, you can't, you, you're never going to have a happy customer. And so uh, we like to stay ahead of the market for that reason. And I bet you next to a tractor, that's probably one of the next most important tools that a farmer or rancher has is to be able to get a hop on their, their vehicle, zip around, check fence lines, check their cows, check you know. Cows, yeah. Right. So they got to be, they got to have it ready to go. Wow, fantastic! Right. And and you know that's that's the same thing. I had a, a gentleman not too long ago just come in and talked about, you know, uh, you guys often talk about, you know, when's the right time to seed and and put that seed in the ground, and mm-hmm. and that's what he uses his side by side for, which is another thing we can talk about a little later. And some of the newer accessories that is coming, attachments that you can put on the back, and uh, they've been out there for a little while, but the advancements that they've made in them in 2020, 2000. 21 is is just uh really come a long way so that that you know you but you want to get your seed in the ground now on even a food plot you know and if, if you're like hey you know let's let's put this attachment on when it comes to accessories we probably have less than a than a day or two day turnaround right now which is just really really uh phenomenal you know those those attachments for putting food plots in would be a great place for us to pick up in our next segment right now we got to go to break you're listening to american roots outdoors radio with alex rutledge and his friends and we will be right back hi everybody this is aaron tippen and you're listening to my old buddy alex rutledge with american roots outdoors and good friends Texas Rays Hunting Products presents American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. This is Wayne Locke, Mike Crace in studio with me. We have Mike Mueller still on the phone with us. And when we left off the last uh, segment before commercial break, we were talking about uh, food plotting, the use of ATVs and UTVs and that to get your food plot going. And we just had Brad Doyle on a couple weeks ago, and Brad mentioned the same thing you were just talking about, uh, Mike, and that is now is the time to start, uh, it's after February 1st, to start doing that frost seeding and that. So I, I imagine you guys have got to have some accessories that would help people, you know, uh, hunters and that get their food plots put in with some, like, spreaders or sprayers and that to, to uh, get that frost seeding going, don't you? 
Yeah, so we can, you know, start as, as something simple that you put in the bed when it comes to sprayers. Uh, now we have new products that easily add an accessory battery, so you not you don't have to run down your initial battery or put a strain on your stator or voltage regulator. Oh, wow. uh, it kind of splits the load hmm. so that it's not just uh, a single battery that's doing that. Um, where where it kind of works on the same theory as like a camper or anything else that, that has mm-hmm. an accessory battery where you could just share the load between the two. And then what you'll do there is uh, anything that you have. They, they have uh, accessories on the side uh, that even for digging post holes uh, that you can just uh, put the pole in the ground, the accessories, a swing arm comes around, uh, it, it it does that and, and will actually measure your depth on each each seed. Wow. Uh, that if you're doing stuff like that. Uh, but, like, uh, you go front or back. So let's just say you want to get out there and you want to plow something on the front. They now have – most of your plows will run directly off of your winch. And by that, I mean the, the winch is what controls your plow to move up and down mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. left to right mm-hmm. uh, so that you can – get out there and plow whatever you need to. And then if you have, um, you can also utilize a winch in the back. You know, last uh, last time I was on your show, I talked about a lot more people that are putting winches on the back. So if you get a deer and it's mounted above your of your rear glass now, the deer will just pull up straight into the bed. Uh-huh. The weight of the deer will close the bed. Well, now you can use that same winch to control um, a trailer in the back or to control let's say your height level of your plow. And so you can disc up, um, I'm sorry, not, not plow, but your disc. Your disc, right. And then you can, you can measure your disc height just by using your plow there. Wow. So, um, so, so is this possible? Uh, this may be a dumb question, uh, but can, can you plow with one on the front and disc in the back all in the same swoop? <laughs> yeah, just a matter of, of having two different winches to control that operation, which a lot of guys do. Even well, in the hunting world, time. a lot of guys yeah. are now taking the, the uh, you know, like that rear winch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's got so many different uses than, than what than you can do for it. One of the things that we do here that just isn't a, a lot, a lot, we actually make our own bars that go above that rear windshield, so it's a it's a perfect fit. Uh, wow. We've we've done a tried and true method of measurement so that the weight load of that bar is perfect. You can actually, you know, you you get yourself a a, a big buck, a, you know, a mature buck, and it's going to pull that thing right into the bed and close it for you, so you don't have to do anything but jump back in and take off and get it to wherever you're gonna. Uh, dress out that deer, finish whatever you're going to do with it. And our, so, at, at our age, we need all the help we can get. Too. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our bars actually come with two rear pod lights as well. So if if you uh, if you happen to harvest the deer, you know, right before daybreak there, and you you wanted to uh, see what you were looking at there too, it, you know, those pod lights run all off of that same system there, and we we put them on different switches so that. You know, it, the load is shared between the switches, which, you know, th- this is the biggest thing I see with adding accessories, guys, mm-hmm. is the amount of uh, accessories that's on there. I tend to see so many guys add accessories all to one, like, battery post. Right. And quite frankly, that's one of the worst things you can do. <laughs> um, and so we now have one of the great things about Polaris, if you, if you know what that, they come with a pulse bar. And what a pulse bar does is it, it just comes with a pigtail. Any accessories you got, what we can do is we get that pigtail, 
the power and ground is already delivered to that bar, and we just plug into any of those uh, any of those open spots that you have on a bus bar, and it equally distributes your load. Um, so it mm. won't do things like um, drain your battery over time or anything like that. Sounds like a breaker box that you have in your house. Kind of, kind of, kind of works on the same operation. So. Right, so, Mike, let me ask you this. I mean, when you talk about this bar and, and, and doing uh, some of these things and adding some of these accessories, uh, those don't have to be added just to new rigs, right? If somebody has already got the Polaris or, or one of the other brands, uh, they can they can add this on afterwards, correct? Yeah, so this is where we get clever because some of your older models have just what they call uh, what they call a distribution base bar, uh-huh. and what that is not actually done. We we have now gotten to where we can take that out and actually put in the the pulse bar itself, um, and just keep in mind. When we install accessories and things like that, what we want to do is make it the best experience for the customer that's out there. So what we're going to do for the customer is when when the unit comes in, when we get done adding all of those accessories, we're going to do load tests on those to make sure over time that that is not going to uh, give you the negative result that you have over time. Uh, I had a customer, um, and I would never say where, but the, they had their accessories installed. And what happened is the winch was installed at the same, uh, was taking the same power as the power steering unit. And so if they were trying to use the winch and back up and turn, whenever they did, the load was increased more than what that fuse can hold. And so he came in saying every time I, if I turn my steering wheel, and my power steering engages at the same time on my winch, it blows my fuse. Well, we hmm. were able to rectify that situation pretty quickly. Hmm. Yeah, that's really amazing. Oh. And the intricacies of, uh, of these side-by-sides and UTVs now is just, is just amazing. I mean, they have, they have gone have far, far and beyond, I think, what anybody ever envisioned they were going to be when they came on the market in the beginning. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some of the new things that you find. Uh, okay, yeah, you know, in about, in about two use... minutes here. Go ahead. No, I'm going to say, yeah, just about two minutes, give us some of the new things. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, noise control. Yeah. Uh, silencers and things that you're finding on the mufflers. Obviously, EV units are starting to hit the market more frequently than what we've seen in the past. Um, you know, a, a lot of people have used golf carts in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you guys had spoke about using one on your own. But... Uh, you know, the golf cart where you can hit hit the throttle and nobody hears you coming or nothing hears you coming. You know, that's kind of a thing. But now the silencers are not what they used to be. We used to add silencers to the muffler system, you know, just basically as a, 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 an extension to your muffle, muffler mm-hmm. system. Right. However, now they've, they've made great leaps and bounds in that. One of the bigger things, though, is we've used GPS. We've used different apps on our phone. But what if that system was already installed on your, uh, let's say, brand-new Polaris. If you could take your brand-new Polaris and you can mark waypoints of everywhere that you have a tree stand or a, a you've seen a rub or you can mark a waypoint of where you got a trail camera, uh, let's say you've got a WiseEye Technologies trail camera out there and you've got three or four and that one is a little, you know, it's in more of a remote location, you know, mark that waypoint with your side-by-side and it'll get you back to that every time. So that that's some new technology that's out there. And if you're riding with buddies and let's say you're hunting in some larger land or some public land or something, uh, you and your, your buddy can link GPS and it'll always show you where they are. And then we also talk about the safety factor of that. If something were to happen, you know where they are at that point. 
Well, you know, this is, I tell you, Micah and Nate, who we just had on last week yeah. um, from the uh, Missouri Woods and Water, they go to Colorado and they do uh, elk hunting and that on public land and they take their ATVs. This sounds like that's something right up their alley. Oh, absolutely. And oh. this is just kind of freaking me out. Yeah, we're both looking yeah. at you. You can't see us, Mike, but we're both looking at each other like with our jaws dropped. <laughs> I mean, because this is just <laughs> new technology. Who would have thought? So you can you, you know, can I'm, even wow. color code if you're riding with like up to six people. Uh, let's just say I'm blue and you're red, and we part ways down a Y, or or you're traveling. Uh, we've all been in this scenario, or well, I know a lot of people that have. If you're if you're on a dusty road and it is warmer weather, that dust is is, is so mm-hmm. thick it's easy to lose the guy in front of you yeah and he goes down a road so you back up a little bit and then you leave the dust but all of a sudden you don't know you come to a y and you don't know what direction he went this is a problem solver for that you're just following your gps <laughs> to track <laughs> one crazy. another uh, that is crazy that yeah. is crazy, that's crazy. So, and it's crazy that's good awesome. it's, it's crazy good all right we need to go to another break folks we'll be back we're talking uh, side by side utv and some of the newest accessories and i got a scenario because i know this is something that happens quite often that we're going to bring up after we take a break we'll be back with more american roots outdoors radio with alex rutledge and his friends in a minute right here right now this is chancy walters listening to american roots outdoors with alex rutledge the ozark herd bull Hi everybody, this is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. How many of you needed an attorney? If you're like me, sometimes you do. I go to Zane Prevet at the Prevet Law Office, Willow Spring, Missouri. No case is too big or too small. You can call Zane at 417-469-3535. Zane Prevet at the Brevet Law Office. This is Alex Rutledge, and he is my attorney. Eagle Seed presents American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. I'm the Red Bull Mike Crace. Wayne Locke is here. We're talking with Mike uh, Mueller. And uh, we're talking ATVs and UTVs and side-by-sides and some of the new things out there. And, and we're just talking about the GPS units. And, Mike, just to finish up on that, you were telling us here during the break that uh, you don't have to be somewhere where you've got cell phone service or uh, 5G or 4G or anything like that for this GPS system on your side-by-side to work. Explain that just real quick. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the GPS system alone is not dependent upon – uh, any 3G, 4G, now 5G, whatever you want to call it, or Wi-Fi signal, or uh, you don't even have to have your phone with you for the GPS signal to work. And that's one of the great things. It, it's 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 in the, it's not codependent on any other operation. Yeah. And one of the the satellites that pick it up now on any of the newer models, instead of mounting it with under the hood like some of the older models did. Mm-hmm where you can catch up a lot of interference from, let's say, uh, your other accessories mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's actually mounted uh, out of the weather, but on the roof. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's higher up. And so we tend to see a lot less uh, any interference with that, and we tend to see a lot better signal. You know, nowadays, e- even on uh, the Polaris system, y- you've got everything that you need right there, all your gauges and everything on mm-hmm. your um, right on your screen, even outside air temperature. I mean, granted, you're in a you're in a side by side, so you, I mean, knowing the outside air temperature yeah, ain't yeah. going to be that far off. But wow. let's say you want to hone that in, you can a little bit, you know. Well, here's so, a last last question about the GPS for you. Now, 
it's always been a pain in the butt if you got to update your GPS, you know, to get the latest, you know, information into your unit and that. How difficult do I have to take it back to you to the dealership to get it updated, or do I? How do I update my GPS because it's a pain in the butt hard enough on a, a Garmin where you can plug it into your home computer. How do you do it on those ATVs? No, actually, so it's done just with a push of a button through. The GPS system itself now, you do not have to take it back to the dealership to update it. Even better. So now there is there is software updates. So mm-hmm. software updates is always the best way to go just because it's a direct link into the dealership mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. where you are. Ultimately, you're bringing it in, and they're they're doing a hard software update. Okay. But there are updates that, that your system will actually update. You don't even have to do it. A lot of times it will update the system for you. Wow. Oh, fantastic. Um, to where all that is. Um, you know, and there's mapping and everything like that that gets updated like that as well. Well, all right. So, Mike, here's a scenario for you because I know people are going to be coming up on this with, uh, you know, spring coming. I know a lot of guys like to put new batteries in their side-by-side UTVs, uh, uh, their ATVs. For the new year and to get ready to, to go out. So I've, I've heard this uh, scenario time and time again from different people. Put new batteries in and they just go dead. What what are people doing wrong? Right. So uh, this is a great test. This is uh, what I like to call a lot of times when I'm teaching my, my courses or teaching new techs. This is one of the more advanced tests that you'll find in uh, dealerships that have a lot of advanced techs. Um, let's talk about something called a parasitic draw first off, because that is going to be the the test that we need to do on that. What's happening is, um, yeah, you, you said it exactly right. You got a battery, you put one on there and you say, Oh, I got a bad battery. So you take it back and you tell wherever you got it from that there's a bad battery. You put another one on it. Sure enough, you go out there the next week and it won't start. Mm-hmm. So something's occurring that is drawing that battery. So what, you know, from a technical standpoint, the first thing we have to do is we have to create something that gives us a visual on what's happening to that battery. So, um, you know, I'll kind of run through the test. I won't get too technical on it, but ultimately uh, you are putting a meter in between the battery and the system, uh, your actual side-by-side system, and you're, you're going to be reading numbers. And those numbers um, you know, are, are going to be, let's say, less than 20 or less than 10 milliamps, depending on what kind of system you have. But um, if you've got less than 10, if you've got more than 10 milliamps, let's say you've got, uh, you know, uh, 40, 50 milliamps drawing on that system, I now have a visual to say, you know, you've got too much going on that's drawing down your battery. If you don't do something like that with a voltmeter, you're just going to be guessing at whatever components is happening and you don't see what's happening in that battery. So now we've got a physical eye, uh, you know, eyes on something that's actually occurring inside your system. So what you end up doing there, let's just say you have that, you know, let's just say you have 90 milliamps, you go pull fuse by fuse, whatever fuse you pull, you know, after doing that test is going to be what system I've done it to where I've pulled the fuse and instantly watch my meter drop to less than 10 milliamps. Let's just say that's a power steering unit. Mm-hmm. Then I know to go to my power steering unit. Okay. And over time, my power steering unit is what's causing my draw. So you will not be able to right. know that. You will, you'll be guessing. You'll be changing parts. You'll be spending time and money that you don't need to spend unless you know how to do that test. Okay. okay. And so what you're saying then is you should have all that done at the, at a dealership. 
Yeah, well, you, you can. Uh, you know, I've, I've helped people over the phone do that, but here our guys are actually trained to, to do that kind of thing. And, and that's the benefit of a dealership that knows how to perform those tests. So, uh, you, you know, nothing's worse than you taking it up to the dealership. They change a battery for you. And then you have to call the dealership back and say, hey, this is what's happening. So my guys here have all been trained, on uh, well-trained, and we perform that test many a times because we believe that if we perform that test for you when we put a battery on, if you leave it with us overnight, then I know that that you don't have something else going on. You know, let's revert back to the simple basics. What if what if you don't have a parasitic draw, but your voltmeter or your stator is not charging the battery? Mm-hmm. You know, then then you're running just off your battery, and it's no different than an alternator being bad on a car. You know, you, that battery will run for a little bit, but but your vehicle doesn't run off the battery. It runs off of the stator or voltage regulator mm-hmm. that just keep the battery just kind of keeps it alive. You know, everything else that you do is running off of the other components like an alternator or stator or anything like that. And you don't want to get two miles out in the middle of the turkey woods and all of a sudden your UTV won't go anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's the So way. you want to make sure that Although, if you had one of those accessory batteries, yeah. with now the new components, you can just flip that switch to your accessory battery. Battery and and get back home. <laughs> so wow. Of course, you would drain it too. Then at least you got home over time. At least it you would, got, yeah. Yeah. At, at least you got home. back home with it drained in the garage, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, so that's that's a big thing. You know, uh, you know, we talk about winter storage in that time. Not everybody's going to be using their side by side during during the winter mm-hmm. uh, fuel. Uh, I always talk about big fuel. The best thing to do if you are going to store your side-by-side is to run it out of fuel. Try to start it several times after it's ran out of fuel. Uh, We've kind of gotten away from the world of of carburetors, but even Mm -hmm. on fuel injection, you want to get that fuel out of your fuel injectors so they don't stay sitting in there, and you want to get that fuel out of the fuel rail. Um, Yes, it is a sealed system, but like anything, even if it is not all of us have a uh, controlled or, or heated environment. And so the temperatures are going to change. And as that temperatures are changing, heating up and cooling down of that fuel, even sitting in the rail, you're going to have some, some fuel that's going to change its uh, visc- velocity or viscosity over time. And so we don't want to, um, we want to try to run that out of fuel if it's going to be stored and then just add new fuel in it when you're ready to take off after a while. Right. If hey. you're going to put uh, stabilizer in there, and I think I've said this even on the last time, I, I can't stress this enough. Stabilizer is a great product that's out there. There's so many different varieties of it, but run the vehicle for 30 to 40 minutes after you put the stabilizer in. Don't just put it in your tank. You want to be able to get it inside your rubber lines, right. inside your fuel rail, and inside your injectors so that stabilizer stabilizers in the fuel that's in those components as well. Right. Hey, Mike, we're going to actually stop right there, and uh, we're going to use that as a teaser going into to the bonus segment that you can only hear on the podcast because we're going to continue talking about winter maintenance. And then I also want to touch base about uh, passing these vehicles down to youth and youth models and that. But uh, everybody, you've been listening to American Roots Outdoors. And again, to listen to the bonus segment with Mike Mueller, uh, you just got to go to our podcast and you can find the podcast on any of your podcast carriers on your phone, your computer, you name it, we're on it. Also want to encourage everybody, please visit our website at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. And go to the shopping page. We have all kinds of new turkey calls that are coming out. Mm. We've got our new apparel. And we also have a new Facebook page, American Roots Outdoors Podcast. Make sure you click on that and sign up to be a member of the group page. Yeah. And, Mike, real quick, we'll wrap it up here. we got just about like 20 seconds. Uh, what's the website for where you are? 
Yeah, just uh, fourcitypowersports.com. Uh, you can go on there. Uh, we also, uh, On that website, you can get our phone number. Our phone number, though, uh, if you need to know, uh, 870-633-BIKE is what it's spelled. So you can just put that in. And uh, we're always willing to help you over the phone, or uh, we pride ourselves on our customer service during and after the sale. So uh, come in and see any of our guys. would be happy to help you here. We're, we, we, put, uh, we put service and uh, a friendly face with everything that we do. I'm very good. That's folks. That's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the radio show, American Roots Outdoors Radio. Go over and uh, uh, for more, uh, listen to the bonus segment on the podcast. I'm Red Bull Mike Ray for Wayne Locke. When your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. It's Wayne Locke. i got Mike Crayson in the studio here with me and Mike Mueller from Four City Power Sports. And if you're listening to this, that means you are listening to our podcast. We greatly appreciate you listening to our podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. And then when you leave your review, make sure you leave your name and the state you're from. So when we draw our winners that we do every few weeks, uh, we can get in touch with you and uh, you can have a package shipped out to you. Our last package that we just shipped out had uh, over $300 worth of stuff in it. Shirts, calls, uh, we had all kinds of accessories. We had uh, Hornady sent them things. It was our grand prize winner for yeah. the 2020 uh, um, year. So we're going to be, again, if you win during the year, you automatically get entered for the grand prize at the end of the year, which will give you over $300 worth of stuff. Woo. That's good. Who would not want to win that, especially yeah. after the year we had last year? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, Mike, welcome back. And, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, winter storage, and you were talking about uh, the fuel in that, which is – I. One of my questions I've always asked, and, and I never knew, is that when you add that stay bill or whatever brand you choose to put in your tank, that you actually have to run that for like 30 minutes. I never have. I only ran it for, I bet you, no more than five minutes and then just shut it off, figuring, oh, it's in there. Yeah, see, I think, and Mike, I think you agree. It's, I know the stabilizer stuff is always good, but uh, golly, I do it on my riding lawnmower because I don't use it at all in the winter, and my weed eaters. I drain the gas out because the unleaded fuel yeah. and some of the additives in there, they will eat up those plastic lines. Okay. And I've actually had weed eaters get ready to use it in the spring, and the, the line, the fuel line that's you know down inside the tank that goes to the carburetor, it just basically is gone. You know what I'm doing when I get tomorrow? Yeah. I'll be draining, draining. all my stuff. Draining. <laughs> and I know the stabilizer So the helps. easiest way to put that, guys, is uh, the, the here, here's the best way to think about that. Years ago what was considered what we call shelf life of fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the volatility is the right word. I know earlier I said this guy, it's actually volatility, but the volatility of fuel is what, what we're after. You know, at what rate does fuel burn? Uh-huh. Uh, so the shelf life used to be, uh, let's just say you put something in your, in your lawnmower and you come back two months later and it fires right up. <laughs> now, just, just to give you a perspective on that, the actual rated shelf life is 21 days. Wow, I'll say I so heard I heard stories something for longer than twenty one days. It's already lost its viscosity or okay. I'm sorry, volatility. Right, I was to say I heard stories from my grandfather about how gas used to last a long time. I, oh, yeah. I thought they were just old wives' tale, but apparently not. <laughs> well, I think people no. go out, you know, an yeah. old car sitting out in a junkyard and go out there and put a battery in it and crank yeah, it. Yeah, we started right up. I've been sitting there for ten years. Yeah. 
Wow. So EPA regulations, things like that, but it's all for the better, you know, but, uh, but, but we have to be adaptable to that. So that's just keep that in mind. If you're going to have something longer than, well, you know, you look at three weeks, if you're not going to use it in three weeks, your fuel is already losing its volatility. Now, speaking of fuel, do you recommend using the uh, ethanol free? Because I know, like okay, in, so, in the small engines, they always say, "Hey, if you can get ethanol free, that's your best stuff." So unless you unless you are running a uh, personal watercraft, uh, which you know that's something that a lot of guys you know that's in mm-hmm. the pirate sports world like to do as well, or or marine stuff, only use regular pump fuel. And here's the reason why: a lot of the burn rate that these side by sides and four wheelers come out with, they're designed to be run off of the most commonly used fuel. You go to any gas station, what's one of those three uh, between uh, low, mid, and high-grade fuel, which one of those three are used the most common? And so the burn rate and the ignition, or what we call the ignition burn rate of these side-by-sides and and four-wheelers, they're actually designed to run off of the low-grade fuel rate. Burn rate. Good to know. There you go. So you're actually hurting yourself if you try to move up to a mid- or high-grade burn rate. Wow. All right. Right, so un- unlike if you're driving a Cadillac, when you want to run that high, high, high <laughs> right. octane fuel. Right. All right, so uh, Wayne, I know you got some things you want to touch on specifically here in the in the bonus segment. So what do you got? Uh, yeah, actually, I want to we continue on with what you're referring to as your winter storage. What is it that these guys, deer season's over, they're not going to be pulling out their ATVs and that for another couple months until, you know, turkey season that. What do they need to do other than the fuel that they got to worry about? Yeah, so let's, let's start with uh, battery maintenance. Uh, best thing, no different than fuel. There's always a best, a good, better, best option. Um, and in this case, when it comes to battery, disconnect the negative cable uh, and leave it disconnected. That way the battery ain't even going to be trying to do anything. And you have your best uh, rate. Even if, you dis- even if you disconnect the negative battery cable and you're going to put a maintain, uh, main, uh, any kind of battery maintainer on there, mm-hmm. uh, still do it with the, with the negative cable disconnected. Mm. Um, you know, not not to go too much into product-wise, but now there are, on the Polaris side, they actually come with, in the dash, where you no longer have to get a battery maintainer uh, to you physically go back there, pick up the seat, or take a battery cover off. They actually have a plug-in right on the dash that goes that is a battery maintainer linked straight to the battery for winter storage. So that's another plus uh to that kind of system. Now, by battery maintainer, um, you're talking like a trickle charge that'll... Is yeah, that so okay. it, it, it actually identifies when the battery's fa- fallen below below a certain rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't just get uh, the notion that when you got 12 volts to a battery that you're good. Don't forget load is just as important on a battery than, than the actual voltage of that battery. Uh, so uh, unless you have a high load or a load rate, that battery will only crank over when it will handle the load that it needs to crank. What puts more load on a battery than anything else is going to be that starter when you first engage right. mm-hmm. or that uh, accessory if you have to turn it on. Radios put a high load on batteries. And winches, winches will put put more load on a battery than <laughs> anything else because it is a pulling-type load. Okay. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure that um, – that battery is going to hold that load over winter months. So uh, if you put a maintainer on that battery, you got your negative cable off, it realizes, okay, I've stored 
uh, X amount of degrees, I've fallen below this load and I'm going to trickle charge a little bit to bring it back up to the load. The best thing for any battery is to slow trickle charge. You don't want to put just straight high charge to a battery, right. uh, when you first start it up. Um, and it's going to try, it's going to match more of what a stator would do or a voltage regulator. Mm-hmm. Um, regulator rectifiers are not, we don't have alternators on a lot of these. What a regulator rectifier does two jobs. Number one, it rectifies it from AC to DC. And number two, it regulates that amount of DC going in. So that that battery maintainer is going to do the same thing as your uh, regulator. Yeah, and I think some of this even applies to a lot more because last winter I put my mower up, and, and at some point during the winter the grandkids apparently got in the barn and got on the mower and turned the lights on. And I just, I just went in there and parked it. Uh, so I go out in the spring, get ready to start the alarm mower, and I got no battery at all. I started looking at switches, and the lights are turned on, and the key was turned yeah. over on the on <laughs> position. <laughs> and it had been sitting there for two months. Those dang kids. <laughs> right. right. So, but if, but things, if I would have disconnected the negative winter, cable, I'd um, been all right. You know, this goes hand in hand, and, and one of the key things I wanted to, to talk about, and, and I think this is uh, one of the key points of, of your program altogether, you know, what, what do we pass down? What do we get other people involved in. And so when I talk about that is, you know, use these things that you're learning to maintain your unit. And it's great bonding time. If you've got uh, uh, your youth, I remember the very first time, and this may be something I'll, uh, I'll have to admit here, but uh, yeah, I teared up a little bit as a dad. That very first time my daughter came back to me and said, dad, the four wheeler wouldn't start, but I went ahead and jumped it off. I didn't have to show her where, I didn't have to show her how. It was just simply of years of following exactly what I was doing, and she did it. You know, it's not just, hey, hold this flashlight. You know, she was actually picking up all those key points. Uh, Maintaining your unit, the oil change, just doing simple oil changes, checking your fluids, um, learning the functions of that. Uh, One of the things my daughter learned early is that if you're gonna, if you have a, a tire that goes low, and you're gonna put slime or whatever product you're gonna use to to do that tire, putting that slime in it is is step one. Step two, after you fill it back up to air pressure, that's step two. Step three, drive the unit mm-hmm. because if you don't drive the unit, that slime ain't gonna find that hole, right. and if you leave it store over winter, it's just gonna clump up in a mass ball and leave it there. Yeah, so and, not only did she add slime, she said, Dad, and I went ahead and drove it, and, and on the odometer, she's using words like that at, at age six, wow. at the, on the odometer, I uh, it said I put two miles on it, Dad. And I said, <laughs> fantastic. You know, the, the, you, you can't help but to know that these are the things that we need to pass down to our, our roots behind us, and I think these these become bonding times. So it's you want to take them hunting. Why not teach them the other side of what it what it all takes to get to that point? Right. You know, maintaining your vehicle, spending that time. Um, I remember some of the best moments was with me and my daughter in the garage learning those kind of things. Uh, it was and that feeling when she came to me and told me that was the same feeling when she uh, harvested her very first buck, you know. Right. Yeah, I tell you, there. I got a, a just a quick funny story before we wrap up the uh, bonus segment here. But uh, just a few weeks ago, I took my son. We put air in my wife's car. 
uh, in the tire and that. And I showed him how he came out with me. I let him, you know, put the quarters in, which I never mm-hmm. thought I'd see a day where I got to pay for air. But yep. uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know why you have to pay for air now? Was it inflation? Oh, geez. Oh yeah. my gosh. But so you know, he thought it was really neat. He held the caps. He screwed the caps back on. Thought it was the greatest thing. I showed him how to use a little air thing to check the pressure and that. Last week, I want to like last Tuesday or whatever. Uh, wife comes out, she goes, I got a flat tire again. I'm like, You're kidding me. And uh, <laughs> so I go out there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to take the tire off and go get it, you know, air put in and that. And I asked uh, Braxton, I said, Hey, Braxton, you want to help me with this? He goes, Dad, I, I checked it and it, it, it was making lots of noise. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you checked it? It was making lots of noise. He took the air thing because I didn't have my truck locked. He took the air thing out of the door of my truck, the, the air gauge, yeah. and he put it on my wife's car to check the tire. Right. And she ran all oh, the right. air out of the tire. <laughs> <laughs> And he's only four years old, so I get. But I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was funny, but it was, it was more work on my end. But you know, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was I, my wife got a kick out of it too. But I if, I, if I would have done that on one of my dad's cars when I was four years old, I wouldn't have been able to sit down for, for a, a week. week right. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just that that's the biggest part. I think is passing that on to that next generation. Yeah, I agree. Of, uh, what what we do, and and we use the relation between the outdoors and uh, our power sports world because you know the two go hand in hand, and so why not pass that on to the next generation uh, on doing those kind of things? I remember sometimes just using that as a as a weekend. Uh, you know, she thought that I was showing her how to use uh, how to do an oil change, and um, you know, and really that's. To, to her, that might be all I was doing, but the reality of it was just t- bonding time between me and her. Sure, right. You know, that paid off. I'll tell you just a quick story here. Uh, I remember I remember when she came and visited me in a shop that I worked in one time, and I had a young man that was, that was it was his very first day, and he was doing an oil change, and she was with me at the shop, and he had slid under the car to try to get the nut, or I'm sorry, the bolt out of the uh, oil pan. Mm-hmm. And he said, he yelled from under the car, it won't come off. And my daughter was walking by and stepped over his legs. And she just yelled. And I guess this was just by um, just, you know, habit, I guess. She yelled, righty tighty, lefty loose. <laughs> well, as we began to walk away, we heard that drain, we heard the oil coming out of the drain pan. <laughs> so, I mean, those are some fantastic moments that you create with them. And, 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 you know, all of the maintenance things, all of these things, uh, putting accessories on, you know, doing that, even even when if you get a chance and go up to the shop, I encourage you to take your young one with you so they yep. can see that experience on what to do. Have a shop that runs through the entire thing. There's not a young one that doesn't come up here that I try to make part of that experience. Right. Because yeah. one day they're going to have to do it themselves. You know, um, I remember I, I never got a chance. My, my dad never got a chance to take me when he brought his car to the shop, so I didn't know what that was like. But imagine you you instilling those kind of values and that experience with your young ones. Right. I, I agree 100%. I'm the same way, and I I try to teach my kids everything. I, my dad didn't show me a lot. I didn't even know how to change oil until I was in my 20s. Yeah. But, folks, we're going to wrap to wrap it up here in the bonus segment. We appreciate you listening to American Roots Outdoors podcast. Make sure you tune in next week uh, where we're going to have another special guest come on. Mike, thank you very much. And where, again, Mike, can everybody reach you at? Yeah, Forest City Power Sports down here in Forest City, Arkansas. 
uh, I know we, we may be a little bit of a drive, but uh, I promise you that that uh, you're gonna you're gonna know that the experience difference just when you come in the door. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Four City Power Sports. My name's Mike Mueller. I'm the dealership director here, but uh, uh, I, I like to talk about all of my other staff because they've done a fantastic job. We've uh, really ramped up everybody else that we have here, and we just. Uh, Really, really look forward to making sure that the customer experience is more than what they expect. Right. And folks, when you get down there, make sure you, after uh, your vehicle gets checked in, go over to Mike. He loves to talk hunting, too. Everybody, you've been listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. And like we say here at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. Perfect. Perfect.